This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What, what have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very good and welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry. A different voice introducing the show this evening. Yes, it's Andy Richmond who's got hold of the controls. Unfortunately, we've got a little bit of sickness in the camp. Uh, Mr. Keys, Lee is uh, ill today so uh, i'm afraid we're sending our condolences to him and unfortunately as well uh, we're missing mr leng as well um so we're going down like nine pins at the moment but but do not despair bar stewards inquiry listeners we do have a fantastic duo to uh, put their points of view over to you this evening we've got the queen of irish racing and uh, the Queen of National Hunt as well, Catherine Fry, joining us, and the current leader in the uh, NAPS table, or the tipping table for the bar stewards, Mr. Quentin Franks, who served us up a tasty duo last week with Bear Width on the all-weather and Trushan winning at Champions Day. Good evening, guys. Evening. Evening, Andy. Right, well, what have we got today? Unfortunately, we're missing, as I said, we're missing uh, John this evening. Um, He's uh, unfortunately had a a family medical emergency so we send our best wishes and all our love to john this evening and hope uh, that he's okay and i'm sure he'll be back on the sunday sermon with uh, with with uh, with lee as well who has uh, been struck down but that leaves the three of us to go through our one two and three point selections for this week plus 10 ITV races, five from Cheltenham, two at Newbury and three at Doncaster. They are going to be busy boys this week. So without further ado, I'm going to get on with the one point selections and I'll start because it's been a long time since we've heard from you, Catherine. What's your one pointer? (laughs) Yeah, I I literally uh, feel sorry for Lee because I had that um, bug and it's really not very nice. Um, so uh, he needs to rest up and rest the voice because like your voice completely goes that's mm. horrid um, yeah okay so um, my one pointer is actually on uh, Saturday first race on Saturday at Cheltenham uh, it's a horse I've had in my tracker for a while and I have mentioned him um, on the show before is uh, Uncle Uncle Henry for Big Fat Gord uh, let's say I've had him <laughs> like there's just something odd about this so he had two falls in the summer when um, Snoozy was still in charge. Um, the, the last day at Fairy House, he would have definitely fallen, fallen into the lovely hands camp. Uh, <laughs> he, he wants good ground. And I think that obviously the ground should be absolutely spot on for him here. Jordan game for taking the mount. And he's around the 12 to 1 mark at the moment. And I, I think that's decent enough price. But... He's, he's rated 122 if they've got any chance of obviously wanting to get into i know we've got a while to go yet but if they are looking at something running in the conditional jockey's handicap that opens the card on saturday if they're looking to maybe go to the conditional race in march obviously they need to be upping the ratings a bit and um i, th- I think i think he's got a decent enough chance so that's my third best selection uncle henry first race on saturday at cheltenham right we're looking at um there is one 14 to 1 loafing around with one okay. of the, with one of the books uh 14 to 1 with uh, four places catherine if you were okay. going each way but i don't think you are you're going are you going oh, I no, I, no no i'm gonna i'm gonna go each way i'm gonna go right. each way yeah because there's i he's, he's not the best jumper in the world right okay but he has got he has got a bit of talent um he's had a couple of you know that he ran at the punchestown festival that was a lovely hands ride. And the, the ride at Fairy House the last time he ran was definitely a lovely hands ride. So there's there's something there. There's a lot of them around. So uh, <laughs> yeah. half, a po- half a point each way, Uncle Henry. We'll give you 14 to 1 and the four places for, uh, as you put it, Big Fat Gord, who's making Big his return to yeah. Cheltenham. I wonder, how, I wonder how he'll be received. We'll leave that one for the uh, yeah, sermon Yeah, I, I think Sunday. I might... <laughs> I think I might skip the parade ring. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving swiftly along. Quentin, where's your where's your one point going this week? Uh, my one point 
is going on a race tomorrow, Friday at Newbury. Um, it's one I quite like in the 1413. Um, <coughs> it's a one mile novice race. Um, I felt Tidal Storm showed enough towards the end of the race. Um, on debut at Salisbury, he was green. He kind of latched onto the back of the pack, was green, lost his position, and then uh, really ran through the line strong to finish um, sixth place with running left. Um, physically, they didn't look a bad type in the paddock, and the racers started to work out well. The winner's gone in again, and then the I think it was the fourth and the eighth, they ran first and second in a novice at HQ yesterday. Beat um, by a sire in Cedar Moon who doesn't really get his... Stamp his stock to be sharp uh, mentally. They're not there first time up. It's kind of backed up by the fact he's uh, one from 60 odd with his first time out runners and then five from 40 with his second up runners. Um, he looks the type to take a, a fair size step forward. Ground will be no bother at all. Uh, the race looks a bit flaky in terms of newcomers and the ones that ones that have ran don't really set a massive standard. The, the Beckett thing that's been put in two to one looks it was underpriced, if anything. Um, so, yeah, 12 to 1 looks looks fair on Tidal Storm. The form from uh, the race that you mentioned, or the only run, race that's running at Salisbury, didn't look too bad. Wind your neck in one at um, Newmarket yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Tenacious victory. And the Gadget Man uh, sticks out. I thought that ran a fair race yesterday as well. That was second to the 40 to 1 winner for Jane Chapelheim. Juan Bermudez yesterday, and that stuck on pretty well. So at the moment, that form from Salisbury is um, stacking up pretty well. The winner winning again in the fourth, running a very creditable second yesterday. So well, the the eighth came out of uh, the Salisbury race as well. The yeah. one, the one oh, yeah. Hernandez, one, yeah. Hernandez. So yeah, um, it doesn't look a bad race, and I think it's kind of because it's happened so recently, people haven't really latched onto the form of it yet. So mm. yeah, I, I think twelve to one looks looks overpriced. Are you uh, are you on, are you on the nosing with that, or are you? Uh, yeah, on on the nose, on the nose. Like it straight on the nose. Like it straight on the nose. One point win tidal storm. That's in the two thirty. The wonderfully timed two thirteen. It'd be great these times if that <laughs> stuck to them, wouldn't it? But we've got no chance of that. Um, my one point um, for one of a. Uh, of something else this weekend. I didn't, so we've been discussing before the show started. I don't think it's the world's greatest weekend's racing, to be honest with you. Certainly over the over the sticks, it takes a while to get going. But I'm going to go uh, with the old Rowan chase on Sunday, um, won by Nutswell last year. But I think All Mankind um, is going to be my one-pointer. Um, he's around a five-to-one chance at the moment. They had tried him over this trip before when they ran him against Tamrock de Mathan at uh, Air in April. Uh, I think they were just trying to find out whether the uh, extremely or once headstrong um, old mankind had tried to, uh, would he stay the extra half a mile? Still a little bit juries out with him, but um, top weights in uh, in races like this, in limited handicap chases, tend to favour, well, the weights tend to favour class acts. Certainly been the case. The old Rowan has been won by three of the last seven top weights. Uh, Wishful Thinking won it off 162. Froden won it off 158. And of course, Nutswell won it off 155 um, last year. I think it's a better race than it was last year. Uh, and All Mankind comes from a yard. They're good target trainers, flat left-handed track. He could have these in an awful lot of trouble. Um, there are only a couple of people pricing it, or a couple of bookmakers uh, pricing this up at the moment um, is around the five to one marker. Um, so I think I'll probably just have to about, I have actually taken a little bit of five to one. There were there were some bigger prices earlier in the week. There might be two or three dropping out of this, but that would be my one pointer. All Mankind in the old Rowan, which is the Aintree three o'clock on Sunday. Uh, some decent racing on Sunday for once. So that's the one pointers all sorted out. Um, we're up to two points now, and I'm going to start off with Quentin here. Okay, perfect. Uh, mine comes on Saturday in the 15:45 at Newbury. If it's a Phillies novice race, um, no prices up for it yet, which is no surprise. Um, I don't particularly like Cave Diver in the race, who's likely going to be put in uh, favourite. Um, she kind of had the run of things. Physically, not a bad type. Uh, but had the run of things at Nottingham. The one I do like is Ching Shi. Um, she's by, she's out of Madame Chiang, who was obviously a mudlark, uh, won heavy ground, won a soft ground group one. 
Um, and the way Chinchi moved for her debut suggested that she'll be at home when the, when the mud is flying. Um, obviously, she made her debut what, two weeks ago and we were in the middle of a dry patch. Um, so there was no options on the turf. Um, so she went to the weather at Newcastle, slowly away um, in rear in rear midfield in a steadily run race. Didn't suit her at all. Uh, she was making decent late in rows without ever being hard pressed to do so. Uh, Doyle replaces Stevie Donahoe, which is a, an upgrade. And uh, she looks the type to take a, a large step forward for what was a promising debut uh, with the ground almost certain certain to suit. Uh, it'll be desperate down there at Newbury. They got some rain today. They've It's already heavy, so it'll be split up by Drayson um, on Friday as well. Um, surprised to see she was strong in the market on debut, given she's kind of got a, a more three-year-old page. Um, but she was four to one into nine to four on, on the show. Um, yeah, I, I think she should be favourite for race. I don't think they'll put her in favourite. Um, but yeah, she'll be my my two point selection for Saturday. That's Ching Shi, the wonderful uh, name Ching Shi, uh, out of uh, out of uh, out of Madame Chang by Luke De Vega for the uh, the Simcock Barn. Let's hope she let's hope she doesn't get well. Probably getting a hold up ride then. <laughs> hope, hope hopefully. No, you know what they've uh, they've ridden a bit more forward of of, of late. They must have been listening. They've been listening. Yeah, exactly. John, or John's been sending them. Uh, they've been sending them messages round. Well, there's no prices up at the moment for Ching Shi, so we might have to go uh, SP on that, uh, uh, Quinton. But that's your two-point selection this week for Quinton. Is Ching Shi in the 3:45 at Newbury on Saturday? Catherine, two-pointer. Two-pointer. Okay, I'm going to go a point each way, and the selection is 14 to 1, and the race is the Potemps qualifier at Cheltenham on Saturday, the 4.05. Um, no surprise, I'm going to go with an Irish selection. The horse is McGillione, or McGillany, however you want to pronounce it. Um, Struggled. <laughs> yeah, McGillione. However, well, I'll leave I'll leave that to the race course commentator. Um, Dennis Hogan trained and ridden. Um, I think you can ignore the pulled up last time at Limerick. He's back to three miles on good ground here, which is what he wants. Has been to Cheltenham before. <clears throat> the ground found him out that day. He was third to Ramsey Detay at Cheltenham in 2019 on absolutely disgusting ground. I remember seeing him that day, and it, it really was like a bog. Um, obviously. He's rated 137. They, If they're heading for the Potemps, they'll need that to go up a little bit. And I think I think 14 to 1 is a fair price. Distance will suit, going will suit, course will suit. Um, so, yeah, one point each way. The Gilioni, 405 at Cheltenham on Saturday. A very cogent case. And um, it'll be interesting. it will be interesting to see how the Irish horses get on 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 um, Saturday and for, certainly from a handicap in terms as well it looks like they've all been given a fair bit on top of their uh, Irish yeah. cap as well um, obviously favourite for that race is Tully Begg who um, I saw yes. before last time out and whose form has actually been given a little bit of a sort of sideways boost by the win in the Durham National of, of Hoek or, Ho- or Hoek or whatever you want to call it I'm never quite sure how it was pronounced Hoek hey. Hewick, or well, I think it's Hoyt if it was in Scotland, but it's this one's this one's Hewick. Um, but anyway, he won the Durham National and he was finishing like a train, but Tully Begg just managed to uh, hold him off when he won last time out. So we'll be interested. Of course, those Potemps qualifiers, always good to watch for the lovely hands, aren't they? Because lovely get, hands, just yeah. getting those first, just getting those first six places, and don't Absolutely. ruin your handicap, Mark. Yeah. You should, and, you, and you should, and you should be fine. Right, well, that's Megiloni. Let's call it Megiloni. Four places, point each way, 14 to 1 in that Potemps qualifier on Saturday for Catherine. I'm going to go strangely on a weekend when the jumping is starting to come to the fore with uh, the card at Cheltenham and obviously an excellent card as well at Kelso. Um, I'm going to go to um, I'm going to go back to uh, Doncaster actually, and I'm going to go in the 205 at Doncaster with a horse called Ibiza Rocks uh, for Charlie Hills. Um, I thought this one ran very well last time out. Um, he ran behind uh, behind the uh, very very well handicapped um, Sunray um, 
Sunray Major last time out, who was the proverbial blot in the handicap. Uh, and in all probability, it wouldn't have mattered where um, Ibiza Rocks was ridden that day. But if you if you wind the race back to about sort of two and a half furlongs out, I don't think there's anything going better than he was. And he was miles, you know, right out the back, um, came from not quite the sort of impossible position, but he'd actually given the winner about three or four length start as well, which can, given the handicapping on the day, um, was probably a very, very uh, more than creditable effort. And I thought I wanted to sort of mark that up as well. He disappointed his previous run when he was last of three at Leicester, but that race was just a complete and utter mess. I think he probably needs quite a strongly run handicap. He's always been raced at seven furlongs. He probably looks as though he'll get a little bit further. And, and it'd be hard to say that there's any handicap blots in this particular race at Doncaster on Saturday. Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to bottle it out a bit because it's Doncaster and go a point each way at about 11 to two, four places. But that's Ibiza Rocks in the 205 at Doncaster on Saturday. That's my two pointer for this week. And that remains to get stuck into the three pointers. So, Catherine, I'm going to let you go first here and okay. get your three pointer out. <laughs> yeah. OK, so three pointer on the nose uh, tomorrow, Cheltenham at Friday, 2.30, uh, Fidelio Vales. Um, I think he was just outstayed by T Clipper at Chepstow. Basically, um, he's dropping back to one mile seven, so two miles here. I think that will suit him. Ground will suit I think he's he's going to be one of Nichols that gets put away until the spring after this. I don't think he'll particularly want winter ground. I think tomorrow will be one of his uh, last chances to race on decent ground. Uh, so to me, I think he's a pretty solid three-pointer. I will just say I keep harping on about the ground um, just to sort of let people know that um, haven't been in the local area. We have hadn't until this week we hadn't had any rain for a very long time um the last couple of nights it's there's been a, a deluge um, but that hasn't really shifted the water table much the water table in town is normally a good relation to what is going on at the race course as well and it's it's, it's very dry we're talking about it in the winter it can actually look like a proper lake and there's a bit of a puddle um we've had a very very dry hot and humid summer um, Cheltenham saying good to soft. I would imagine tomorrow morning, tomorrow as racing starts, you'll possibly see that change to good. Went past the course yesterday. Excellent coverage of grass on there. Looks looks in fantastic shape. And I don't, I can't see that there will be many complaints because I think they've probably worked wonders to actually get it to good. And the rain's probably helped them as well. But uh, yeah, anyway, back to the three-pointer. Fidelio Valis, uh, three points for me tomorrow. Looks a looks a decent race. My only slight worry about Fidelio Vallas, and this is dragging something out of my memory banks here. I can't ever remember him run winning before the turn of the year. I think he's okay. always won in the, He's always been a spring horse. Yeah. That's my one little. But I do take it on board that the, the run against T Clipper was a particularly good effort last time out, and I yeah. think T Clipper just literally stayed just out just out just outstayed him and uh, it'd be interesting to see how far those two can go in that sphere as well um and it was a particularly it was a pretty decent race as well although yeah they were clear one, of the rest that yeah. was uh returning to one of my bet noir subjects is the um is the um that was one of the races that we saw the ridiculous uh camera angle from Chelsea, oh, yeah that's why i couldn't see the rest that's that's why you couldn't that's why you couldn't see anything of pre, uh, present encountering Captain Tomcat or Grumpy Charlie. Um, yeah. He was uh, literally just bailed off, but you wouldn't have known where he was uh, yeah. because the camera spent most of the most of the home straight stuck up the leader's nose. Um, yeah. Just crazy. I have on several occasions asked uh, ATR very politely, or Sky Sports races now very politely, if they could. Not even justify that position. Why did they do that? Not a reply. Not a reply. Probably win an award somewhere, but hey ho, don't worry about seeing any proper analysis on anything. Still, never mind. Right, Fidelio Vallas, that's for Catherine tomorrow. Three points on the nose, nine to four, Fidelio Vallas to uh, end his uh, dearth 
of wins before uh, before uh, the before the turn of the year. But as you say, the ground might just about be perfect for him. It looks another decent race, doesn't it? With any news in there, uh, one over yeah. Ireland in Buddy in Buddy Rich as well, and third time lucky for the Skeltons as well. So um, it looks a decent race. Whatever wins that will certainly deserve to win it. Quinton, your three pointer, sir. My three points are, I'm going to keep it simple and go towards the head of the, well, not towards the head of the market, I'm going to the head of the market, um, in the St. Simon's Stakes at Newbury on Saturday. Um, Siskani's the selection, he's 11 or 10, um, I thought it'd be more, a four to six poke against this, like, it looks a bad, bad group three. Um, he put up a really, really, really big figure um, when winning the old Rowley Cup last time out. Uh, ground will suit, trip will suit. There doesn't look to be a lot of pace in the race. Um, and he's he's versatile tactically. Uh, it looked a decent old Rowley Cup going into it. And he's, he's kicked into kicked into touch horses that had fair form. Um, it's generally a race that works out. And you kind of, you go for the horses here and you've got Max Vega. He's going to be held up. Ground will suit. But he's just kind of looked... Yeah, not really wanting it the last couple of starts. Illarab didn't really look to go through with it. Uh, Scott Mirando, less said about him, the better. Yeah, he will like the ground, but he's not. He, he uh, is what he is, isn't he? Like he's not. Yeah. He's not improved. He's just got Siskani's better than this lot. He's a good deal better than this I mean, lot. I think he'll be a race in 2018, Mirando. But I mean, you know, let's say he's well, he's what three years older now. So uh, I completely take your point on board there. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot's changed over the last three yeah, years. Exactly. Um, so this guy he looks the solid one. I thought it would be about four to six. Um, he's what eleven or ten. There's a good chunk of percentage-wise value there. Um, I think he's the one to beat. I just think he'll run him into the ground here. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a, a group, group two, group one horse in the making. And uh, yeah, he'll prove uh, prove too good for these. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't really fault his win last time out at Newmarket, could you? Beat Farhan, Candleford, Bolt away all. No, all reasonable, you know, horses you would expect to go forward. I thought the fifth in that particular race, Injazati, was definitely one for the uh, one for the notebook. He was the only one who was up there all the way. If he runs again, I'd be particularly interested in him. But it would not surprise yeah. me to see Siskani give this a, a decent form boost. He's been running well all year, hasn't he? Royal Ascot, Glorious Goodwood. He ran well in those handicaps off marks, what in the high nineties as well. Yeah, they gelded him, gelded him before the old Rowley Cup, and yeah. he seemed to be the making to to bring out that little bit more, even though even though he probably didn't need to bring out that little bit more. Wouldn't um, be surprised to see him head to Dubai over the winter, would you? Looks a no, real not at all. and as you say, he looks at he does look a you know cliche time looks a a group winner in the making basically, doesn't he? And and whilst you could make cases for horses like Illarab and Max Vega, Max Vega certainly in what his Ebor run. They don't really have the progression that um, no. that um, that uh, Siskani has. So three points on the nose, eleven to ten. What's not to like about Siskani in the uh, two thirty-five? The uh, Virgin Bet St Simon Stakes registered as the St Simon Stakes on Saturday is Quinton's three-pointer this week. For my sins, um, we are going back to Doncaster for the uh, the three-pointer. Uh, this week, and I'm going to go one and a half points each way on Illusionist in the 4.20. Looks a bit of a, a tough sprint, but um, nothing like unravelling a tough sprint. There's some real, um, there should be plenty of pace on in this. And if you saw Illusionist last run at York, um, he was probably one of the very few winners over those two days to come from off the pace. Now, that may well have been helped um, by the fact that um, they did go very quick in his race there as well. But that's the sort of race that suits him. Um, and he has been, I still think he's a little bit on, on the up. And he certainly came from last to, uh, last to first. And there's not many horses uh, in sprints or on the straight track this year at the Knavesmire that have actually managed to do that. Um, and he was actually, if you watch that race back, he was hampered soon after the start. And he stayed on strongly, gained, gained his second victory of the season. And he certainly appreciated the, the softer ground. He's won over five, he's won over six. Um, both his handicap wins have been gained off a mark of 84. He's slightly higher here, but um, he has won. He has run well off mark, higher marks in the past. Got to like him for soft ground. The ground is currently given as soft. 
uh, at Doncaster. Looks to be a, a strong pace on. The yard has been in terrific form all year. Uh, and I just thought if you can get, and you can certainly can, you'll check this out. You can get six to one with five places in several, uh, with several of our generous bookmakers. So each way a pleasure. One and a half points each way. Illusionist 420 at Doncaster on Saturday is my three pointer this week. Let's hope they go nice and quickly up front. So that's all the one, two, threes done this week. And as I say, we're a, we're a couple of bodies light this week, but um, it would be useful to go through the 10 ITV races that we've got this week. Um, I'm going to start with the the, the Cheltenham uh, races. Um, small fields on Friday, well, to kick us off until we get to an 18-runner amateur riders, but it looks a little bit better on Saturday. Um, certainly some tricky handicaps. We've already had Catherine's views on the, the Thames qualifier uh, and um, and the uh, the conditionals race that starts the race. I thought that was, there's a few other interesting horses in that race, Catherine. I wondered what your sort of views were on um, some of the ones that are towards the head of the market. I mean, Nichols has won this twice. He's got um, um, Sam Areve in here, who's a dual hurdles winner. I think um, Fergal O'Brien's got an interesting one mm-hmm. in here as well with Samba Dancer. Any yes. of those you see as a danger to your selection? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, actually, it was the the other one of Fergal's that I I thought was um, a danger with uh, Lily Lily Pynchon on. Um, so she still claims the three uh, Byzantine Empire. Um, mm. I thought with with Lily Lily claiming three, that was probably um, probably a danger. I think like it's this this race. To be honest, if I hadn't seen sort of something like Uncle Henry de- declared in it, I probably wouldn't bet on it. This is sort of normally a race that I would just watch. It's just that I've got, yeah. I've had him in my tracker for so long that I kind of have to. And he, he just perks your ears up a bit, um, especially the outfit that he comes from. But yeah, it'd be no surprise, like, like you say, Nichols, two wins in this race. It'd be no surprise to see it go in. But I don't think I would be betting in this race at, at two to one, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, it's just, that's just not my type of not my type of bet. Um, I think um, there's also Mitchell Bastian is riding really well at yeah. the moment. Um, he I'm which is really, great to I'm see. I'm really yeah. pleased to see him back. Actually, I, I saw I first saw him ride as a I think he was an amateur at the time, and he yeah. rode a couple of terrific races at um, I think well certainly a, a, um, some slow boat at Lingfield. Um, and managed to get this up. And I actually managed to uh, talk to him a couple of times when I was doing a bit of TV work. Lovely lad. And then he yeah. sort of just disappeared, as Absolutely. some of these lads do. And it's really great to see him back riding really well. I thought he's yes. given the, the horse sergeant some super rides lately, because that, that although that horse travels, it's not the easiest horse to win on, because um, I don't think it finds a lot when it hits the front. And he is yeah. riding very, very well at the moment. Seems to have struck up a good partnership with uh, Milton Harris. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think they had a winner today. They did. Yeah. 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 So um, and obviously Paul Henderson, he's he's trained winners at Cheltenham before. Um, you can always see that he's got horses that come here with a chance. But I say if it wasn't for Uncle Henry, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a betting contest for me. I think um, he could. It's one of those where you could go through and there's every single one of them's got a shout, even right down to the bottom end of the runner for uh, Paul Henderson, San Pedro, you know, 66 to 1. He's he's not even out of it, but uh, I've got to stick with Uncle Henry. <laughs> you stick you stick to your guns, Catherine. The the winner that uh, Mitchell had, Bastian had this afternoon with Milton Harris was the, the bumper winner. No, yes, yeah. no, no when to hold them is... Uh, <laughs> He's got to know where to fold him as well. Moving on on Saturday, um, we've got the the 220, the handicap chase. Of course, we could have an emotional winner here uh, because cloth cap for the uh, sadly departed uh, Trevor Hemmings now. Um, One of the one of the the, one of the greats and the best people in the um, in in the national hunt game. Put an awful lot into the game. Lovely man. I met him on several occasions. Always love to talk about his horses. And I saw Nicky Richards talking about him this afternoon. And one of the great things that he did with all his horses, he gave his trainers time as well, um, mm-hmm. which is a commodity some owners could do with uh, giving trainers sometimes as well. Um, but Cloth Cap, first time we've seen him since he was pulled up in the Grand National, uh, 11-2 favourite. And he's had a wind off as well. So he could have a, an emotional winner here. Um, any thoughts on this one, Catherine? Yeah, it's not it's not a betting race for me um but there is one in here that i do have in my tracker but 
kind of more to spring because I, I don't know whether he's gonna he's gonna be popping up in a big field handicap at one of the spring festivals. Um and that's definite plan of one of Gordon's that's coming over. Um wears pieces for the first time here and, and considering like his form, like yeah, he's run decent, but wouldn't really be setting the world alight yet. Considering the type of horse that's in here, when you compare him to the likes of Cloth Cap, he looks like the kind of uh, the the, um, the odds compilers have, have got his measure, and they're probably thinking along the same lines because he's only a ten to one shot here. Mm. Um, I don't know whether um, see he's only rated one three one. So when you compare him to the like of Cloth Cap on one five six, he's got a fair old, you know, he's got twenty odd pounds to find. But he, he is on my radar. Um, so I'll be very, very interested to see what they're going to be doing with him on Saturday. Um, you've got the likes of Chocker's Lodge, who's probably warming up to go back to um, something like the Welsh National. There's long distance ones. Another 10 to 1 shot that takes the eye a bit. Again, likes Cheltenham is um, Sean Cullen's Domaine de Lisle. Mm. A big mm. fan of that horse. I don't think it's... Um, He's done, well, he's done well to get him back, hasn't he? Because he, yeah, he, has, yeah, he lost his way for a bit. Yeah. Came first onto the scene, lost his way, and yeah. then those two wins he got him back to have done very well. And and ridden by the excellent David Bass. Yeah, I yeah. I really do think he, you know, uh, you know, if you want a horse ridden from the, there's two jockeys who I think are really underrated from the front. One is David Bass, who gets horses into a lovely rhythm. And the other one is Gavin Sheehan. Mm-hmm. absolutely mustard from the front well I think he's a good jockey all round but you know from the front I think he's very very good and those two just sort of you know they just under the sort of, not under the radar but just yeah. you know a little bit underrated and I think you know I think Bass will suit um, Domaine Delisle down to you know down to the ground and it's nice to see him back the, the one who for me who probably again not a betting proposition at the price but who loves this sort of time of the year, this ground, and if he gets in a rhythm out in front, is Storm Control. Yeah. Who, who ran well around Cheltenham last year. Again, his form's tailed off form a little bit. Well. I just think yeah. he maybe just have had, it, yeah. had enough there. Yeah, stable in form. Um, Richard Patrick, I think he had the winner today as well. He's riding very yeah. well at the moment. And, yeah. you know, when, it's the same thing, isn't it? When the confidence is riding high, they, they tend to go in. I think it's an intriguing race. Um, it probably will just be watching, but um, uh-huh. yeah, that de- definite plan. There's just there's something going on there which shouldn't surprise anyone. But um, there is <laughs> there, might, there is a definite might, plan. Let's say there may well be a definite plan. <laughs> yeah. uh, Quinton, any any views on any of the uh, the twig hoppers? Oh, nothing on the twig hoppers for me, sadly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shall leave you in silence for a minute and come back to the Newbury and Doncaster. It'll be me right. silent on Newbury and Doncaster. <laughs> yeah. It's enjoyable listening to, to be honest. <laughs> we move on. The uh, the 255, the four-year-old four hurdle. We've only got four runners in this. Go to the bar, Andy. Go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Which particular one would you be frequenting? Oh, I don't know. I don't really... I, I guess I don't drink. I don't really go in them. I tend to spend most of my time, if I'm not working, then I tend to spend most of my time outside. Well, as we have neither Lee or John this evening, I, I, know. I, I can't get, I, I have to get the, the words that the bar stewards are famous for, the gin and paint race. <laughs> so this may well be the gin and paint race. It's my yeah. cup of tea race. Um, but Tritonic, I suppose, is interesting here with the, the fifth in the triumph. It was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I, I was disappointed yeah. um, in that, I have to say. Um, obviously, Alan King's in form under both codes at the moment. So, yeah, you could see, I don't think we'll learn much if he does go out go out and win on, on Saturday. I think if he does, it'll be sort of a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a sort of few moment for them. But, yeah, I, I, was, I was disappointed. Um, but then, I don't know, I think if you look back at the festival as, as a English follower of national racing is quite, it's it was, pretty much cringe the whole time, isn't it? I think it was a damn good thrashing. I think yes. I did. I did see one very. I'm not sure if you can actually purchase these, but there was uh, somebody I saw on Twitter today. There were mugs and t-shirts uh, with uh, maps of with a map of Ireland with all the race courses on, and then uh, Cheltenham on on just yeah. a complete blank of the 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 English what well, the English Welsh and Scottish race courses, but just Cheltenham on as well added into the uh, all the Irish yeah. race guy. And I thought, well, you couldn't really argue with that. What was it? Is it was it twenty three five? Oh, it's it? just so embarrassing. It was yeah, uh, it's just I a mean, fair thrashing? I think was the was the answer. Um, yeah. But, 
yeah um, I think it, it, this back is right it's just um it's just a watching brief list I mean I, I honestly couldn't call it it's quite it's quite um the horse that the, the Stepney calls way for the skeletons that's had a wind up as well mm, had had some good runs at the the back of back end of last season, going off um, odds on both times. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see. Uh, I suppose this will be the first kind of real test for for that horse um, into the uh, skeletons. Uh, he, you know, he was beaten quite a long way by Tritonic at Ascot um, in January, um, but. Yeah, I think obviously they went a bit easier on him at the back end of last season. Given him a wind up, he he could very well step up, especially when you have a question mark over the likes of Tritonic. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a definite gin and paint race <laughs> for me. Um, the two mile handicap um, looks marginally more interesting. Of course, Harry Whittington has won this the last two years with mm-hmm. Root Schiff and St. Calvados. He has no representative this time, so we'll have a. a it's new a bit time. shit that his horses got taken away from him, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, he was just having a bad year. We all have bad years. You know, right. if, if he kind of had really not done anything with them for a good few seasons you could kind of understand I kind of do feel for him in that way it comes back to the point I was making about Trevor Hemmings wasn't it Being he, loyal, gave, yeah. he gave trainers time and, and there was that loyalty but loyalty is sometimes a, a quality and a commodity that is sadly lacking um, with mm. some owners um, I'd probably get myself in a lot of trouble if I started mentioning some owners I'm really um there's there is, always that, do, there's do always that John, dichotomy John, do, you know, do, do <laughs> yeah, John. yeah yeah there's always that dichotomy that you've got where you're pleased to see the horse win but you don't really want to see it win <laughs> because you don't like the owner and I'm sure everybody has got horses like that <laughs> Um, or, or the trainer, yeah. Um, yeah there, there, there is that as well, yeah. It's, it's more often, for, for my money, it's more often the, the owner a lot of the time um, that I'm just sort of like, I wish they didn't have that. You know, I wish that was owned by someone, you know, like a, a Trevor Hemmings or someone like that. But hey ho, we, we do go we go down that route. As I say, it's unfortunate this week. Sky Pirate heads the market now. He's an interesting uh, horse, of course. Won three of his last four and then won the uh, Grand oh, Angelo yeah. over course and distance. I think before midnight, he was a night. He was a horse I had marked down as, you know, very very solid last year. Good horse for Sam Thomas as well mm-hmm. last year. Um, looked a bit sort of unfortunate at times and then um, produced some very good runs at the end of last year. Yes. Um, and it looks a good sort of dust up between these two because Sky Pirate was. Really, well, I mean, he was a horse who just, I just thought this horse is gonna, you know, dog I it. Thought he was, I thought, he, yeah, exactly. I had him all wrong. I think it was, was it Cheltenham in December when he got his yeah. head? Yeah, um, yeah, it was You're sitting of, there hot. Well, I was sitting there hovering over the pitch yeah. thinking, I'm gonna lay this in a minute. Oh, he's gone through with the effort this yeah. time. Oh dear, and that seemed to kick start. You know, he won three of his four starts, dropped back to two miles, of course, won the grand annual over course and distance not seen since then but it looks at of, of the races that they're there the two chases to me you know stand up pretty uh, pretty well yes. and this one does yeah so, any, anything that sort of takes your fancy at bigger prices Catherine I'm not necessarily at the bigger prices but I do quite um I'm quite taken with um Belagus the back end of last season when he won at Sandown obviously comes back in trip here but again Nal Houlihan is uh, is riding very very well at the moment he had a hat trick the other day didn't he exactly yeah, yeah. and you know if we're going to go with the old recency bias um <laughs> you know and the fact that he gets in here um be just carrying the 10 stone Nick Gifford horses again are running well mm. I like to go sort of really with like patterns trainers in form um, another one, um, Leap Away, obviously, again, this could be one of his last chances to get decent ground before the weather turns. Um, Philip Hobbs, which is, is great to see that he's, his stable is back in form as well. So pleased to see Tom O'Brien finally getting his day in the limelight. Jockey is, I think he's absolutely fantastic jockey. And um, again, I think 
obviously you've got the likes of Sky Pirate and, and those who kind of run on through the winter and run on through the deep ground and everything like that. But I think that we could still be, it's kind of that funny part of the season. Isn't it is, it? isn't you've it? Got yeah. like the, the sort of really good summer jumpers finishing off their campaigns and they can come in and very easily, you know, win these races on this decent ground. Um, but yeah, I think I might, I think I might have a little um, flutter on Belagos. Mm. You, 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 do, you, you hit on a good point there because you look at the, especially this sort of October month, yeah. And you look at them and you think, oh, they've had a really good summer and the handicappers just maybe just got start to get hold of them or the ground has just started to go. And then you've got that other the sort of other tranche of horses, the really good winter horses coming out. And you're thinking they might have a couple of pounds in hand, but are they quite there yet? Quite tip top. So it's a, it's a sort of real, it's always the problem that I have with form at this time of the year or looking at races. And it probably makes me hold off a little bit more. Yeah is the fact that you've just got that that little bit of juxtaposition of horses at the moment. You just think, you know, you've got those very good summer horses and there isn't really there isn't really one in this who's been running well. I suppose Hatcher has been running relatively well lately. I wouldn't really particularly trust him uh, at this sort of level. Solar Impulse has been running over the summer. Yes. Reaperway is the one you mentioned, really. Um, I've sort of changed my opinion a little bit on him, actually, because I, I thought he had a little bit of a a screw loose at one stage but and then you've yeah, got looked fairly straightforward basically. Yeah, then you've got and then you've got before midnight and sky pirate coming back who obviously could we could be seeing throughout the winter yeah, yeah. i think that's what i think the, the two chases were the, the fascinating races here we've you've discussed the the potential qualifier already and i think we've probably done that yeah macaloni yeah uh, fairly you know you're with uh, the unpronounceable <laughs> macaloni yeah, yeah say it quickly and you'll get and you'll get away with it i thought that's obviously i thought tully Beg coming over was interesting haul away has been running well uh, one of my old favourites, to be fair. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, what a so now, now 11. Uh, he's in that. Jordi Deschamps coming back to hurdles. Um, yeah. after he didn't mm-hmm. really impress over fences uh, the other day. Pushed the tempo. I thought did well at Worcester over the, um, over yes. the summer. Yeah, yeah. Second, yeah. Second run up, yeah, absolutely. First time he uh, tried that sort of trip. And the very consistent Havana Hermano as well, who mm-hmm. ran a, a cracking race at Utoxida the last time out. So, that is, um, it's a decent, again, a very, very, I mean, you wouldn't expect any of that, a very, very competitive handicap. But we know where you are with that, Patrick. I'm going to bring Quentin back in now while we discuss the five um, races on the uh, on the level that uh, ITV are showing us uh, on Saturday. Um, the Horace Hill, Quentin, any particular views on that group three for uh, two-year-olds? Uh. It was an interesting race, to be honest. Um, maybe not so much from a betting point of view, but it was, I don't know, it's a race full of intrigue. You've kind of got Noble Truth at the top of the market, who looks a bit flaky there. He comes in highest rated, but he kind of picked up that rating from a race at Longchamp. And we'd, I think we'd all said on the podcast that it looked a bad race and it was won by Angel Blur. So he got bumped up five for that. So he's six clear of who who you're now now but i think the i think he's shorter than he should be i think who you should probably be a bit closer to him um that would be my betting point of view is a, a nose behind at doncaster but who you looks the type to continue progressing with racing he's had had a month and a bit off now to hope hopefully strengthen up a bit more um noble truth the, the way he went through the race at longchamp i didn't particularly like the way he carried himself um just kind of race a bit freely and a bit with the, the head to one side so i'm not i'm not sure it'll be seen to best effect in, in in desperate ground come saturday um the other one that was interesting was light infantry mm. kind of he's he's a tricky one to assess i kind of went into his yarmouth race thinking okay fine it's a fast company on 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 rattling fast ground it's simcock quite i can't have this first time up and uh, I think I ended up laying in for a bit in the uh, pulled light stink and, and absolutely bolted up and put in some decent late sectionals. But I think it will improve for the ground, but the pulling and the form and the fact he's up in trip just gives me enough doubt that four to one, five to one, he, he looks short enough given, given what he's done. I know the seconds came out and won since and the thirds came second at red car, but... Uh, them two bits of form don't look great. Um, 
the rest look it doesn't look deep you've got you've got some scraping around trying to scratch around for a bit of black type here and regimental gents um Akiba Bay's been on the missing list since a, a promising debut at Haydock in May. Um, yeah, it looks kind of looks a, a five-horse race, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing, nothing really from a betting point of view. Who, who your man would be the the more interesting one? Um, Noble Truth looks a bit short. Mm, I think I probably agree with you there. Um, he does drop in grade. He has on official ratings. Got what six pounds in hand, doesn't he? Um, over who you mal. Um, we did just enough to see off at uh, what was it? The listed race at Doncaster on yep. in September. Um, and then there's that you know that that uh, only beaten by a Angel Blur in that Group One last time out. I think I know he won't mind the ground. Um, both obviously Charlie Appleby has a good chance because you obviously tipped up to Scarney already. Uh, light infantry yeah it's an interesting race but it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a race i'd be wanting to get heavily involved with um i think you can throw you, know, you can throw in dubai pro and crester in there as well um dubai Poet actually won his novice there uh, in september um and maybe just maybe he just found the autumn stakes over a mile last time out. i think he just maybe just found that a little bit too far so i certainly wouldn't be um, it's one of those where noble truth. You, I wouldn't be a backer, but I wouldn't be a layer either. That sounds like I'm getting splinters in my backside, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's one of those, isn't it? You sort of sit on the fence and think, well, do I really want to get involved? So um, I'm happy enough to stay out of that. We've already covered uh, the uh, St Simon stakes. Uh, we know, you know, Siscani, and I think we both agree on that. That um, you know, he's it's probably his race to lose to uh, to use yeah. a cliche there. So we'll move on to Doncaster, and of course we see the final Group One uh, race of the season in GB. Anyhow, uh, for the two year well uh, with the two year olds, uh, there's eight going to post in the Vertem Futurity, and Luxembourg, uh, the winner of the uh, of Beresford Stakes last time out, is uh, the favourite for Aidan O'Brien, who amazingly hasn't won the race for the last two years with. Uh, because he's got a good record in the, in this race. Um, your views on this, Quintin? It's it looks Luxembourg's. I'm, we'll kind of break them down. Luxembourg was deadly impressive last time out, but I think we had said what did the race kind of become? Um, yeah, the sole market rival underperformed, and it's kind of like the market. The market foresaw that one overperforming. Um, Luxembourg was what strong into eight to thirteen at the off. Royal patronage. I think John had said, "Why are they? Why are they running him? Put him yeah. away. Just, just why? Why keep running the horse? Like we've won a group two. Yeah, it is, and and it is that. And I was trying to price something up in my head um, about how many times we'll see him before the Derby, and four's probably four's probably odds <laughs> on, isn't it? Like, it's, it's just just give I'm, the give I'm the horse a, a rest. Let, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's give the horse a break like you don't need to dance every dance you don't need, he doesn't need to have 42 runs before he's halfway for his three-year-old season um so yeah the one the one i was leaning towards was um john's uh lovely hands one in sissoko oh. um mm. it was kind of 20 to 1 in the week and i thought oh do i get involved in that and by the time i come around to deciding to get involved yeah, i looked around and it was yeah. it was 12 to 12 to 1 and Tens, now it's what Tens, Tens, yeah. Tens. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's kind of a race where everything's everything's now tight but i like the figure he put up drop back in trips i can a, a, a doubt but a heavier ground should should suit him it, it doesn't look a vintage race and uh, uh temperaturity sorry um I'd probably be playing him in the place markets. Um, hope, hopefully, Royal Patronage take takes them on like the Clappers and and gives them a nice toe into things. Um, that's kind of how I'd play it. There, there doesn't look to be any juice in the Luxembourg price for me, but then he's not he's not underpriced. Looks price right. No, and and if you you know if I sort of give a few sort of trends on the race, then he scores very very highly on those. You know, is the Beresford winner the favourite? Favourites have got a good record in this race. They've won eight of the last twelve runnings. Um, there have been a few longer price winners. Palace episode twenty to one, authorised at twenty five. Marcel at thirty three. So there are a, a few shockers in there. Um, Aidan O'Brien, he had five entries. In this, and he relies on on one. Um, three of his winners, Camelot, Saxon Warrior, and Grisha Magna, 
went on to win the 2000 guineas uh, and Camelot later emulated the same stables high chaparral by winning the uh, winning the derby so there is a, a bit of sort of credence uh, uh, credence in the race as well um royal patronage of course won the won the acum um but as you say it does seem very very exposed now and i, I like that terminology you know danced every dance didn't he um of the 21 winners this century 17 had finished first or second last time out 12 were winners and 16 had won within the had run within the last four weeks and 10 had already won over a mile if those are any help uh, to anyone but um i thought bayside boy was was quite interesting just a, a you know maybe a trying to if you're excluding uh, or a little bit negative on royal patronage uh, and the dead eight go to post i thought but a Bayside boy took on the uh, the possible each way thievery angle. Um, there is a little bit of seven to one available somewhere. Um, he won the Champagne Stakes in September. I thought he ran pretty well uh, in the Dewhurst when he stayed on to be third. Um, didn't think he was the the world's worst, but um, and let's say I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be opposing the favourite Luxembourg. It would be more a sort of play in those. Maybe those Betfair place markets for Bayside Boy uh, in that vertem futurity. The Doncaster Stakes, six furlongs, uh, is next up. Um, Quentin, any views on this at all? It's kind of it's kind of very much end of season fair, isn't it? You've got mm. small fields, you've got soft ground, you've got a few races with skinny price favourites, and and not really a lot to move around because. It was a sound very uh, blogger. The favourites look kind of half solid this weekend. Double <laughs> blogger. Like, yeah, which is worrying because if you get involved in the favourites, you know he's on. Then he, uh, they don't seem to win then, do they? So uh, yeah, <laughs> on the uh, the bookmaker double from some far flung Eastern European state with his uh, <laughs> with his, uh, with his uh, with selfie stick. Um, you can all lob on that, and uh, of course we'll uh, you know. Uh, that uh, nice short price double um, affiliates welcome. <laughs> I said, I can I, I do actually fancy one in the um, in the futurity actually. Fire away, Catherine. Fire away. I'm sorry, I left you out. No, 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 no. I um I I forgot it was my fault. I actually forgot to mention it earlier. Um, I actually fancy Nasty Jim's McTeek, uh, thirty three to one. Um, it just smacks of a nasty gym special, really. Obviously, um, late, late, late coming to the course is too old. Think didn't come to the course till the Galway Festival. Um, I think it'll appreciate the ground. One over a mile at Leopardstown, I believe. Yep, yield, yielding yep. ground. Um, yeah, I just think it's just got I am nasty gym and all over it. Again, I don't have obviously the flat knowledge that you and Quentin would have but just sometimes I like to have a little dip in and uh, be, that's that's one I'm backing on Saturday fair enough fair enough uh, McTeague uh, yes yeah McTeague one at Leopardstown over a mile beating Chicago Soldier um, he actually had an entry in the national stakes um, mm-hmm. but they obviously thought that was a little bit too sharp for him so a mile here for Nasty Jim, he may, nasty well, he, may yeah. well, he may well be the kilt versus Nasty Jim, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Any other, there's no other pseudonyms in there. Uh, well, I'm sure I can think of one for Roger Varian soon as well. There's the, there's the fetus. There's, uh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's got one in there. Yes, the fetus yeah. is also in there. And Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Harry Potter. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's several uh, several in there. No, 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 no baby, no baby Joseph yet, unfortunately. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Catherine. Um, we're back to the uh, the two, the uh, the other two year old race. Quentin, anything there that, as you say, is a probably go all blogger on this, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I think the the favourite looks solid. To be honest, it brings you kind of look at the race and you think others, some of them have to grow a leg to win the race, um, <laughs> and the others have to be improved as stone. Like you've got Deodora put in second, second favourite. He was fine on debut, but that form's nothing special. Witch Hunter's been beat twice since. Um, admittedly unlucky at, at Salisbury. Uh, Otanis couldn't win a, a poor race at Brighton. Neptunian did win at Newcastle, but kind of half scrambled home. That does it. And he's, he's second favourite at 11 of four. Um, Flaming Ribless looks rock solid, to be honest. Um, you've got Kit Gabriel, Mohi, Clash again. Um, from Wolverhampton, but 
yeah, it looks it looks the favourites to lose. Like you, you kind of mm. you, you can't really pick holes in him. He's got season. Whereas as, as I was discussing with Catherine there, that the, the, the certainly the jumpers. You're at that stage of the season where you're not quite sure whether the summer jumpers can carry on or the winter jumpers can come on and take their place at the moment. With the flat season, my question mark running around in my head most of the time is, are these over the top? You know, just say that a little bit, you know, even even the good ones, have they had one run too many this year? And I think I was certainly very guilty of that the other week with um, with Hurricane Ivor. Uh, I was certainly very guilty of that because I thought he'd just had one run too many. Again, I think it would be a very good sprinter next year. Um, but, um, you know, you just think, well, he was just over the top. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would just wouldn't have a view on this particular race. It's, it's two-year-olds. There's probably a few tilting of windmills here and, and say who can blame them on, on bad ground. Uh, another Correct. race where I'd be quite happy to um, stick the kettle on. Um, that would that would do for me. And the five furlong handicap, well, I'm rowing in with Illusionist. Um, anything there for either of you? A um, bit of five furlong sprint handicap at Doncaster. Not for uh, me. I've, I've had the, um, yeah, just have a little you've had, bit. You've had your flat. Yeah, I've had the yeah. flat dose now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely nothing from me. It's, it's I've, I've looked for it. I've, sprint handicaps aren't really my bag, to be fair. Um, there's a few in there we've like you said earlier it's going to be run at a pace you'll probably run at a pace it's at Doncaster yeah. maybe look for something that's going to be held up and come late that's probably my advice on a race a massive pace collapse again and and, and say the uh, the extra places sort of drew me in as a sort of mathematical angle yeah. really You're just trying to you know maybe just a, a sort of almost a sort of bet to not quite the bet the proverbial bet to nothing but um it did sort of draw me in there and I thought that was probably the way to go. Right. Well, we are all done and dusted unless there is any other business that you would like to discuss this weekend. Anything lurking in your trackers for uh, Friday, Saturday or Sunday? Quinton. Uh, what have I got? Give me one second. I just don't make good podcasting but i tipped up red walker horse in tidal storm in the maiden yesterday or the novice tomorrow even at newbury um i couldn't put anyone off his other one in the i think it's in the 1338 at newbury i think it's about let me just quickly check 25 right it's called king alfred um i thought he went like i thought he went like a horse with ability on debut he kind of traveled well uh, throughout a new market race that started to work out and then didn't handle the dip. Um, I did read somewhere that he possibly missed his palate shifted and caused him all sorts of breathing problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went like a horse with ability. Um, that forms kind of started to work out. Thunder Queen won at Wolverhampton and Indie Moon came out and won a new market novice yesterday. Um, so it, it looks okay for him. This doesn't look too, too strong. Uh, 25 looks a a bit overpriced. I'm surprised he's he's that mm. sort of price. Given given he went like he had a horse. Given he went like a horse with ability, drops down half a furlong, and uh, yeah, he looked to have a nice bit of physical scope about him as well. King Alfred um, in the uh, the opener tomorrow at uh, at Newbury for uh, Quinton yeah. sort of AOB one. Uh, and Catherine, I'll be very disappointed. Now, come on, there's Galway on this weekend. I know, yeah, but Galway nothing, no. on Saturday and Sunday. There must be, there must be one of Emmett's, whether it's called Tom, Dick or Harry. (laughs) I haven't got any any Irish lurkers um, and the ones that are are both running at Cheltenham, um, Uncle Henry and um, Definite Plan. They're the only Irish horses in the tracker for this weekend. Um, they both run over here, but I, I will be obviously watching. Well, well, you see, we let you out of the cellar. (laughs) We, we, We put John in the cellar for a week, let you out. And that's what we come up with. A week? He's down there for life. I don't know. <laughs> but that will do for this weekend. Um, thank you to Quentin. Thank you to Catherine for uh, all their input this weekend. Uh, get well soon to Lee. Um, and let's hope everything is OK with uh, John and his family emergency. I'm sure the boys, John and Lee, will be back on Sunday, as I understand, I have got it written down in front of me here. It's a Bar Steward Sunday Sermon Special Ooh. on on, uh, on Sunday. What other day would it be on? 
and they will have a special guest, none other than uh, Miss Gay Kellaway, who I'm sure will have some forthright views. Oh, awesome. Gay was the first lady to ride a Royal Ascot winner, and uh, I'm sure she will have plenty of views on the world of racing. So that's on Sunday, a Bar Stewards Sunday sermon special with Lee Gay and John, of course, who will be back. It only remains to me to say thank you to Quinton. Thank you to Catherine this evening and wish you all a very best with your punting, whether it be flat or twig hoppers on sun, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. We'll be back, I'll say the boys will be back on Sunday and we'll be back next week, probably our usual time on Friday with more three, two, one selections for your uh, for your notebooks. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.